Sorry. Okay. Hey. Hey. Welcome back to the Women on the Wall. You are speaking to none other than the OBG, Arthur Pamela J. Kalia, introduce yourself. In KP Square, Kalia S. Parker-Freya, <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> yes. We have two guest um, hosts on today, Jolene Russ and Sunshine Smith. We were talking, um, Kalia, get on her segment, she brought up a lot of great topics and different things about the, the movie Just Mercy. If you didn't see Just Mercy, you need to go see it. Check it out. Um, it's a deep movie and it's a true story. Mm -hmm. Very true story. And I saw the movie and I think anybody, everybody needs to see this movie to see what, what really goes on with our justice system. Because people still and now in these days, they think it's, oh, it's only isolated incidents. I, I hate when they use that isolated incidents because it's not isolated incidents. It goes on more than we know. Then you act that we know as a community, as a people, it goes on so much further than what we know. Um, right. Sunshine Smith, what's your take on that? On the whole movie or just in general? On everything, just everything, everything. Just talk. Well, Get first I definitely that. want to say to the young lady, um, Kalia, um, that must have really been tough, you know, dealing with the fact that your father was incarcerated at a young age. So that I definitely, you know, I don't know what that feels like. So I, you know, I just definitely, you know, glad that you guys stay strong. I don't know if it was more siblings. Oh yes, I have, I have a younger brother, like two years under. So you yeah, that's a lot. That's definitely that's a, lot. a lot. I mm -hmm. didn't get to hear everything because I kept going out, but is he out? Is he out now? No, he no. gets out in 2064. Wow. <laughs> no. Wow. Right. So was this like a, I'm sorry, I mean, I'm trying to find, figure out everything. Like, was this a wrongful situation? Um. Well, yes. Okay. But he kind of got connected. You know, they, 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 well, not recently, but I believe in 1999, I believe, 1990. They created this law called um, if you accompany someone while they're committing a felony, okay. you do the time with them. Well, he um, was arrested in 89, so it didn't apply to that didn't apply to him yet, but he's still serving the time. It was um, wow. See, that's the part I don't like because if the person didn't actually do it, but he was there, I don't know how that's equal, but right, I, I don't understand they, the world we're in. They found police bullets inside of the guy that, that passed away. And like I said, definitely to the family, definitely I um my sincere condolences for real, because that that has to be hard because they lost yes. their loved one too. 
But yes. I lost my loved one that same day and wrongfully what? Yeah. find uh, police bullets inside of the guy then you know who the murderer the culprit the was. culprit is exactly. right. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 tough. Right. And then oh. the public defenders and whatnot. They're nice, but you can't go against the state. Yeah. What state? Oh, so well, I, is that Georgia? No, it's um the state of Florida. Oh Florida. Ooh, Florida. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Um well what I wanna say about the movie is that I do think there's a lot of people that are wrongfully incarcerated. And it's just really sad on you know what they're actually going through. Um, I don't know, I have like but Pam knows um how I feel like it's like if you did do the crime, like you actually really did it and you actually did some cold heartedly, because you know, I do know people who have done crime like in my family, and it's you know, I do believe those people should stay in jail. So I don't know, it, it's like a mixed how I feel like. You know, I do think that people can be rehabilitated um, and you should help them. Um, mental illness is a very, when you talk about mental illness, I mean, yes, because if they'll, if, you, if you're mentally ill and you have another race, they help them. Right. Yes. So yes. It's why is it not equal, but we all know why it's not equal. But my take of everything is that um, PM knows that we talk about this all the time. I really, I have two black sons. So one is 21 and one is 13. And I am very adamant about my boys. Like, I feel like it's up to us to help them stay out of there. Now, right. are we always going to win? We may not, but you know what? I am going to do my best. You know, I'm going to do my best because everybody have different views on what happened to the young man that was um, murdered, I think last week, the young man, 20 years old. With the yes, lady. yes, because she don't know the difference of a taser and a gun. That's, yeah, that's own. something right there. But then also you have people saying, who are young, young, young black males are saying, you know, why did you run? So it's different, you know, it's different views on it. I know, I know. Run. No, he did he run. Didn't run. He did. He jumped he, back in the oh car. My, and he but left. that's not running. But that don't mean you put a bullet in his chest. Like, okay. Right about run. that. Mm -mm. I know what uh -uh. you say. I know what you're saying, but I'm saying I'm just saying that people have other views on those things. I don't know. First of all, I thought he was scared. I thought he was scared. You know they scared. You they scared. You he, he was scared. He was scared. The my take on it, he was scared. And if he's jumping to run away, you still don't shoot him. He's jumping to drive away from I you. Have he's so afraid. many questions about that point. <laughs> I know how I feel. Even me, like I don't break the law at all, period. Mm -mm. <laughs> but if I should happen to break it a little bit and go over that speed limit and they get behind me in the car or my tail light is out and they get behind me in that car, I go, I go, my heart go to trembling. <laughs> mm -hmm. I can't breathe before they even get, get up to the, <laughs> to the door. So I could imagine how somebody like is either I run or I don't run and still die. So thank you. I don't know. I mean, it depends on how far the situation is. It definitely depends on what you have in your car. Yes. It depends on so many factors. And 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 I, and I can't speak for a young black guy because I'm not a young black guy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. If I I could imagine if I feel if, if I'm nervous or fearful at an eight, I could imagine what that young black guy feels. Probably at a a, a ten. Out yes. of ten, so I, 
I just can't imagine. And if I felt like I had a chance to get home to my family by running, then I would try that. Now, what gets me with all of this is I, where I live at, the state that I live in, we have to sign so many documents just to carry a concealed weapon. And the, the law states that if the person, like if somebody breaks into my house, it's still my MacBook Pro that I love. Everything, everything that all my writing is on it. And everything, <laughs> my life is on it. My money is on this MacBook Pro. And they run up out the house with it. If that person back is turned. Yeah, you can't shoot them. You can't shoot them. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I know those rules. I have a license to carry and actually do have a gun. And it's true. If they run out your house, tell them what state not, you live in. Though. I live okay, so I live in Pennsylvania, okay. and it's very easy, exactly. very very easy to get a gun and to get the license. Easy, it's like a joke. Um, I remember when I was applying nice. for it, it was a young man that was there that got. They had actually said he couldn't get it, but then and he looked like he was off, and they still gave it to him. And I'm like, wait a minute, did y'all just deny him? And he looked off, but the mother was very adamant that he gets it. And there was a young man, well, an older man that did kill two people. They came in his house. He shot the man in the back. The back, the man was leaving. But my thing about it is that I think that's so unfair because you shouldn't have been in my house. <laughs> you know? Exactly. I, the law says you can't. But, then, but what I'm saying is then why give y'all a license to carry? If you cannot shoot somebody that's in your house, break it in or whatever. I don't care if your back turned, whatever. You don't need to be in my house if I don't know you. You are a criminal and you're trying to hurt me and my family. So if I but now it's not a threat though, Pam. Now it's not a threat, they said. I understand. Did you know what? That's why I don't need a gun. Because I'm going I'm to shoot you. You should not be in my house. If I didn't allow you in my house and I don't know you, you a criminal, you're going to try to hurt me, you're going down. Period. Amen. That's it. They were just, they were just moving your TV. They didn't know it was your house. They were moving your TV. <laughs> <laughs> now look, y'all say... But, and, and I, go ahead. Marissa Alexander. Do y'all remember her? She was arrested because the guy, she was a victim of domestic violence. The guy beating on her and she fired oh, yes. warning shots. Yes. Uh-huh. And the bullet went upstairs? Yes. Like yeah. It went to jail. She went to jail for warning shots. So yeah. like all of these people that don't go to, I mean, come on now. Yeah. No, you're <laughs> right. You're right. You're right. But I'm saying, so where, where do we go? Like, it's nowhere in the middle. And with me, because I know I drive for a living. I'm always in my car. Everybody knows that. With my medical, with the wall, the magazine. I but I know a lot of law enforcement officers in New York because I take their blood and I take care of them. I happen to know one of the top people in New York you can know. And I have his PVA card. He is the mayor's bodyguard. His name is Gil. Hey Gil, what's up? And I have his personal phone number. And I'm saying this to say this because I was in Austin, leaving from seeing my husband, because that's where the prison is at, in Austin, the same thing. And the officer, he seemed to be mad anyway. There's two white officers in there. I'm a little black girl. Mm -hmm. I pulled up and it was the, you know, you have the turning light. So it was the turning light wasn't going on. So he was, he wasn't, he wasn't rushing. He didn't have a siren on for me to pull over, none of that. He was just like, beeping the horn for me to move but I'm like put your siren on or I'm not you're not gonna make me go through the light and then you give me a ticket he was so mad he pulled me over anyway I immediately 
pulls out my card. I gave her my card, and I called my I called Gil at the same time because I got his number on speed dial. He said, "What's up, girl?" I said, "They got me pulled over in Austin, and this is the key: when they pull you over and they call for backup, that means they're gonna arrest you." I said, "They about to arrest me." He was like, "For what?" I said, "I don't know." I so when he came back, he said, "How did you get this card?" I said. He is the man's bodyguard. That's my brother. And Gil said, "Stay. Let me stay on the phone." He said, "Hello." He, he said, "Um." I said, "My brother's on the phone. You want to speak to him?" So now he mad. He got mad. The fact he was pissed. So he takes my. He took my. Now phone he know he can't kill you. <laughs> and walk, exactly, and walked away with my. I said, "This nigga don't walk away with my phone." Now, now I'm mad because he walked away with my phone. But I had a business phone. I said, if he turn, I'm gonna call somebody to help me. Cause now I'm kind of nervous. He came back and Gil was like, keep me on the phone. He was like, you lucky that's your brother. Cause you just broke like five laws. I was like, I just asked him what five laws. He said, you passed. He lied and said, I ran past a school bus, which I didn't do the stop sign. I did, I, I, I was time. speeding. It, it was <laughs> all kind of shit. I was like, okay, well that's what, and, and you was doing, 50 in a 30. What? I, I said, okay, thank you, officer. Gil said, you all right? I said, no, not yet. He said, keep me on the phone until they pull off. You sit there. So he, I sat there on the phone with him. They pulled off. They was mad as hell. I you said, see, the now points. they I was, because I had a PDA card and I called them. Yeah. I called Gil. Anytime they pull me over, I pulled DB like, what's up? And then he took us, the guy was like, you the mayor's bodyguard because he got mad. He said, do you, what, do you want me to call the Blasio out of his meeting? Because he knows my sister. That's my sister. What's going on? Because she said she doesn't know why you pulled over. I said, because he didn't tell me. And they supposed to tell you. All that got dismissed, thrown out the window because of this one little PBA card saying that he is my brother. He's, he's a mayor's bodyguard. Where can I get a mayor's copy body- of that card? you right. The cars do work. I mean, my sister law she has. They one. work. Well, they I have. Work. I have one for New but, York City. Like, yeah. Let me just say, say we I've been pulled over a lot of times by the cops. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, many, many, many times because I go. I work in New York, so like when I'm going from Pennsylvania, New Jersey, speed it, and it was my fault. Each time I was pulled over, it was all my fault. So um, I couldn't even get mad, <laughs> but I have to say, no, I couldn't even get mad. The, I will not pull over in the dark area and you are legally allowed to find a lighted area to pull over. Now that wasn't always the case. How legal, How legal is that? Because well, that's, exactly. what say, but that's what they say. In now. Pennsylvania? In Pennsylvania? In which state though? See, each well, I know in Pennsylvania and well, Pennsylvania, okay. Jersey. I'm not sure about New York. But uh, I don't know about New York because they like they want to shoot you right. Listen, you know that New York. We fast. Yeah. <laughs> I usually call somebody when I'm getting pulled over. I usually call my husband when I'm getting pulled over, but that don't mean nothing. They can still shoot you when you call somebody. That don't matter. But um, yeah. I don't know. You know, I was scared each time I got pulled over because I knew I was wrong. So it wasn't like you know I was like, oh, it was well, why you pulled me over? I already knew why they pulled me over. But right. when the man asked me, why did I keep going? And I told him, I said, I was scared. And it was five in the morning. It was dark at the time. And he said to me, I'm going to give you a ticket. You were speeding. But he said, I'm going to give you a break because you was going, it was a, a 30, 30, um, what do you call it? 30 miles per hour. And I was doing, I think, like 55. And, and it was like in a little area, like an area I shouldn't have been driving that fast. So he put it down to 35 because I got a ticket. And the ticket was like two and change. 
Those tickets, them super speed. Oh my God, those tickets. And then I got <laughs> no, one uh, uh, well, in my phone. So, oh, uh, don't no, see yeah, with me. I paid like twenty dollars for that. No, I be speeding. One time she was like, "Do you know you was doing a hundred? I said I was going somewhere. I just pulled <laughs> But it also depends on the color too, because at the time I was driving a red car. Red cars, you can see it anywhere. Oh yeah. So but that was my fault. Uh-huh. I had to live and learn. You that's know. That's why I tell wow. enterprise. Nothing I only had it. one bad incident with the police, and that's when I was 18. That was the worst experience I've ever had in my whole life. Um, that I ain't even going to talk about in the air. But the other experiences I had, I've been pulled over at least, I'm 50 years old, so I've been pulled over at least 20 times. And I, besides the 19, 19, I never had an issue with the police. Now, that doesn't mean anything, because, of course, we all know what goes on with the police. Exactly. But um, I don't know what to say. I wish I had the answer to that. Like I said, I tell my son, don't speed. Slow down. If you get pulled over, put your hands up. You try to put take your hands that. out or not. Yeah, but does that mean they're going to be alive still? It no. don't mean they will be. No. I, I pray every. I pray for all the black babies, all the brown kids. I pray for y'all kids every morning at five a.m. with Anthony Thomas Smith. We are on the line. It's been one hundred and twenty-one days. This is day seventy-seven. We are in prayer, full prayer, and we calling them out. We going to. Are we asking them for to go to the jail cell? I'm telling them to protect our students, protect the seniors because they are just killing us, and it's just no good reason. And that's just the ones we know about. Yes. It's a lot to go on that we don't know about. Absolutely. What about the ones we don't know about? Okay, well, like it's what just they too say, much. Commit suicide. Just, yeah, commit suicide. How you can you know? I'm just I'm just and I, I just can't like I saw. Do you talk about the movie? Another movie that's a good movie is I think it was um somebody and um about the the couple and she was a lawyer. He was black. I forgot the name. Of crash? That. No, and he um. It was out, I think, two years ago. It came out around Thanksgiving. I forgot. Dag, why can't I remember the name? But she was an attorney, and they pulled him over because they could show, they showed, as they were showing her, they was out on a date, but this white cop was mad. He was, he came in mad. He was angry with the world. He he had a bad day at home. So he pulled them over for no reason. And she was like, why are you pulling him over? I'm an attorney. And he was like, shut up. He was like, I need to see your truck. She was like, you ain't got to do that. You need a, a search warrant for his truck. It was a mess. And then he was like, um, I'm going to open this up, but the sneakers back there. He said, open all the boxes of the sneakers. And the girl was like, what is he doing or whatever? Oh, I know you're talking about. What you oh, talking about? Oh, my God, I see, that movie. What is the, I can't remember the name of the movie. I know you're talking about the movie with, um, but, what's the guy's name? Keep going, let me get it. Yes, I'm telling you. And and they killed them at the end. They was but to be the honest, though, not for nothing. They, they protect themselves. They well, don't kill me, guys. Kill. But I really think that in that movie, she really should have shut her mouth. Sometimes you do have to know when to close your mouth too. No, she should have. Cla- she should have shut up. She was an attorney, though. She was a lawyer. She was yeah, like, but look, right, look, look what she did. They ended up dead. You, you, yeah, and she, they, yeah, they ended up dead. So you think, sure did. you think it would have stopped that she would have been quiet? Honestly, no. um, for my no. own personal experience, was I would say mad. yes. Because no, I feel he, like sometimes. Uh-uh. Okay. No, he was already mad, Charlie. They showed her, excuse me, sunshine. They was already mad. They were showing in the He movie was mad. You're right. He was. Work. He was already mad. And that's my thing. And that's how, that's why I'm, that's what I've come back to the justice system. I always say it's flawed because how is it? We are all human. It's not a computer where they don't have feelings of emotion Queen sugar, that's or whatever. It. Queen sugar. It's not. It's uh, everybody, in, in any situation, murder, death, rape victims, whatever. I'm like this judge is gonna with the what they say with the with the with the um 
a trial of your peers or whatever, the, the jury of your yeah. peers, all of us are human. Everybody ain't going to tell the truth about what they feel or whatever. And they just showed that was a prime example. That cop was already mad and pumped up and angry and was like the next, the first person he was taking that shit out on. And that's what he did. That's what happens to me, I feel, in, 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 the, um, in, in the courtroom. How you know that judge um, baby ain't get raped? How you know a black man didn't beat up his wife so the next black man to come in front of him 20 years to life, next case? Yeah. How we know that? They say trying to say they trying to say they they not buying or whatever. But how do we know? How do we know? Need to make a movie of that. Like that's a good movie. Okay. So that that's why I'm just saying you don't. We need to. If it's gonna be very, it gotta be somebody that it gotta be like a computer or something that just do factual stuff. I'm just saying because so then why can't we why can't we encourage our young people to become police officers? You know, I don't want my I don't want nobody to be no. I don't know. My boys ain't gonna be no police. I'm not saying your sons, but why can't we encourage oh. this young but people see, to go? And that's that's one of the points I was trying to make. And I'm I'm gonna cover your question in a second because I was just sitting here thinking, at what point did we get to the place that we feared police? That's my first question. And I have a reason, it's a method be, um behind my madness because you know when we were in well, I speak for myself, when I was in fifth grade, we had this guy that the dare officer. That um, it was it stood for drug abuse yes, resistance education, and that officer came to our school every day, and he was a member of our community, and even the school resource officers were members of our communities. That um, they worked at the school where we went every day, but somewhere behind that, we we developed this fear of police officers, and I think it's because of we it's we're a product of our our community or our situation like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it'll change you i was coming back from florida i was traveling um from florida back to the georgia it was the georgia florida line mm -hmm. and i'm grown and i was with my husband and i was driving at the time and uh might have been speed and I, I had just pulled off from a gas station in alabama because I, I believe that's the alabama um <laughs> that area is called alabama but it's like florida it's florida georgia so we pull off and i'm and i'm speeding according to him but i'm behind two other cars that went right past him and you can't speed and you're directly behind somebody like that so i was wondering like how i get pulled over to get a ticket so police sirens go off I'm like T.I. on still ain't forgave myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm sweating and everything like that. And I'm like, I am about to go to jail or I am going to die. I oh, look to my right out of the window because my husband was in the passenger side at the time and all I saw was cotton. Oh, I'm going to die. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm sweating like crazy in fear of the police that's supposed to be there to protect me. And guess what? Not one, but two officers got out. And like Angela, I mean, like um, <laughs> Pamela was saying earlier, when you see two, you already know what to do. You have the right <laughs> to remain <laughs> silent. Anything you say, he let me off with a warning. He said that the other two people were speeding and, um, he just happened to get me, but they were speeding ahead of me. Okay, he left me off with a warning. <laughs> and I had to ask myself, like, when, what age 
what time do you develop this fear for a police officer? Because all little um, kids play cops and robbers outside and they're so innocent. And like you said, we want to encourage our, our sons to be model citizens and become um, people that are for justice and everything like that. But because the justice system is so broken now, it's hard to encourage them yeah. to do that as police officers because they may you, you may have your son on the other end. You may have your son grow up like those Capitol Polices that grew up and decided that they were going to defend the Capitol. Racist people come in there and they end up getting shot and killed. It's like, it's, it's terrible on both sides. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to try to get is. my boy to be a pilot or something. That's a good one. Firefighter. <laughs> if he want to wear a uniform and help people, but I don't know about okay. a police officer. No, well, I, I mean, say, it don't have to per se be ours, but you know, they do have programs, at least in New York. I know, I think it's, was it, um, I know what you're talking about, the, um, no, the, it's, um, somebody else police. My son's at, yeah, because I know they have programs like that to help them. I mean, it don't have to be our children doing it per se, but, um, I just feel that we have to be at the, you know, the forefront of things so we can make a difference. But it has to be. It has to be some type of incentive. Like, what do you tell them? Become a police officer, so you could you could you could uh, save somebody's life and keep them from dying, or become a police officer so you could watch your partner who's having a bad day murder somebody in broad daylight. Like, <laughs> well, I just think that I don't know how to do that part right there. You know, because like I said, this this is a uh, really tough tough topic. But I think that, you know, I know they do have programs. Um, honestly, I didn't encourage my kids to, 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 to follow any type of, um, as far as a career. They told me what they want to do. So um, if it was up to me, I probably would have to do other things. But I do believe that they we should have more programs like the Big Brother, Big Sister Program, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. Um, it just should be more programs to, to put our kids in a place where they will make, be able to make a a difference. I don't think we do that enough. Oh, I and this may be my opinion, and don't get upset with me when I say it. It's okay. But if my child come to me and say they want to be a police officer, I tell them, "Well, can't you consider going to the army doing the, the doing the <laughs> But you know, but Kalia, that's a that's a very good response because I hear where you're coming from. Because you got to keep in mind, we all base things on our own circumstances. So oh my you, guys. I'm sorry, I gotta wrap up the session because now we have our guest. Hey. None other than Joe Vaughn Banks. Joe Vaughn Banks, this is my people, my the wall, the women of the wall. Joe Vaughn, thank you for being on. He we are interrupting his vacation, but he came on because I wanted him to tell us about <laughs> his story. Thank you for coming on today. Joe Vaughn, can you please uh tell us a little bit about yourself? And ladies, jump in anytime to ask him this question. All right, hello, how are everybody doing? My name is Javon. Everybody calls me Vaughn. Um, I've been in prison for 24 years. I got locked up when I was 16. You frozen. You muted yourself, Pam. You muted him too. He got unmuted. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay, Jovan, go ahead. You had, you had got frozen. Go ahead, Jovan. Okay, uh, like I was saying, I got locked up when I was 16 years old. 
I came home, I was 40, just a month before my 41st birthday. I actually got released from prison um, October 9th, excuse me, October 28th, 2019. Um, since I've been home, I've been able to maintain having two jobs. Um, I'm also in the process right now, currently opening up an organization by the title of Advocates of Hope, H-O-P-E. Hope is an acronym for healing our pain equally. Now, as it stands right now, it's, 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 it's me, me and a bunch of colleagues, all of us who did prison time, all of us who got locked up between the ages of 16 and 19. So what we're looking to do now is we're out in the streets and our main focus is okay. those troubled youth because we feel like um, coming up, although we was hard-headed, we felt like if somebody had the experiences that we was living at the time. You frozen again, Jovan. <laughs> oh, but he's making such a good point though, Pam. Like, I know, I said like, he's frozen. Yeah, he's I making a difference. Unmute yourself. Unmute yourself. Jovan. Jo uh, oh, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, okay, I'm, okay, I'm sorry. Don't I gotta gotta I'm, do I'm not even in the New York City right now. I'm, I, like I said, I'm on vacation. So the reception out here is horrible. If he, okay. If he stays still, it'll work. Stay I was still. about to say that. Don't move. Stop okay, that's what, I, I'm trying to do that right now. Okay, can you hear me? <laughs> yes. yes, good. Continue with your story. Hold okay, so as I was saying, you know, me. yes, as I was saying, you know, the group, that, the group of men that I'm currently working with right now, we all we all sat down and we brainstormed and we realized that a lot of people wasn't, a lot of the youth aren't receptive to individuals because uh, you got a lot of adults, and excuse my language, a lot of adults are, are approaching the youth on some textbook bullshit. Stuff that they can't understand. Instead of, re, instead of being able to relate to the youth, you know, giving them their, we're going to give them our life stories. For instance, for me, I got locked up for a murder at the age of 16 years old. And it wasn't until I turned 38 years old that I regretted killing somebody. Because of, for, for years on end, I glorified it. And I was afraid to talk about it until I received a letter from my victim's sister. And reading the content of the letter, it actually made me understand the magnitude of my crime. So. Taking that into consideration now, I, I I made the determination that I don't want no kid to put himself or herself in the position to where she can help, he or she can help create, a, 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 a destroy, not just a family, but a whole community as a whole. So that, that, that's, that's, that's the main focus of AOH, which is Advocates of Hope right now. Um, like I said, everybody that's on the organization as it stands right now, and that's that, and you know things are gonna change as we get as we grow, continue to grow. But as it stands right now, everybody that's on the organization, they did prison time. They all got locked up from either 16 to 19. All of our prison terms, we all range from doing 20 years up to 30. I believe it's 37 years in prison. I believe I can't. It's, my numbers is a little off right now. But again, like I said, we all sat down and we came to the conclusion that if we can be able to. Um, create venues where we have be able to, to 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 give these kids our true life stories. That they, if we could touch one of them, we feel like we have done our job because that one child could touch another, and then so on and so forth. 
Um, I've also got guys that's in my organization right now that did prison time for crimes that they did not commit. Mm. I am the president of the organization, and I'm instructing these guys to not talk to these kids when they when they do when I do set up uh, um meetings with them to talk to the kids. I don't want them to be bitter towards the system, you know, in the sense that yo the system did me dirty. No, I want them to tell these kids the real story. Tell these kids like you know. You did all this prison time because you was hanging with the wrong crowd. That's true. Tell these kids, That's true. To these kids That's true. that because, That's true. because you was getting away with this crime and that crime and this crime and that crime, that yeah, of course, in the beginning, you better because you feel like you're doing time for something that you didn't do. But what I'm trying to get them, what I'm trying to get the kids to understand is one is the crowd, the, the, the people that you associate yourself with mm-hmm. that could get you a lifetime prison sentence, yeah. a five year prison sentence. And ain't none of these people gonna be around for you. But these kids need to understand that okay, you're getting away, you're getting away with these little these these, 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 these little petty crimes. Don't think that the government is not aware of what's going on. They're gonna let you get away with all these little mm-hmm. these little petty crimes. But when they okay. catch you for the big one, guess what? They got you. Right. And if they catch yeah, you for right. that you didn't do, you gotta you gotta accept that. So again, our main goal is to try to change the way the kids think. You know, we know and understand that growing up, we know and understand that the 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 the, the mindset of the children uh they'll take rewards over a long-term consequence. For instance, for me, for me taking someone's life, that instant reward or, or so I thought at that point in time was fame. Never once. Wow. He frozen. Uh, he's speaking some truth though. Yes, yeah, he I'm told you, he's deep brother. You fr- unmute yourself, Javon. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Every time connection, I guess it, 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 it mute. I didn't do that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Charlotte, yeah, so, you have any questions for him? Um, I don't have no questions, but I just want to say thank you so much because everything you said, not that it matters because I ain't nobody, but I, I agree with you 100%. You have to pay attention to the crowd that you decide to hang out with because that really does Absolutely. And, and you really shocked me when you said that you didn't realize until you was 38 that you that did. It was something wrong. Yeah. yeah, like, wow, that was, that right there was... I don't know if they would say the words for that. And rehabilitation is real. Well, glorifying the lifestyle is real. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's what it boils down to is that that lifestyle's been glorified, been glorified. It's been it's been told to our kids that they need to pay their dues. They need to go to the prison. Otherwise, you know, there's some kind of punk, there's some kind of butt cheeks because they can't survive. Speak it, Jolene. Speak it. Yeah, like that is that is yeah, like we got we got people that is so true. in the jails that like like my husband's been there 21 years now he's a program facilitator he's got facilitating programs for people that literally don't care because they know they're just churning through the system they're paying their dues they're making a name for themselves they're going to go back out in the streets and they're going to brag about what they did while they're upstate and that's the culture that now, exists see, today they killing their families let's do Let's deal with the reality of the situation because you just said something that was real profound. You saying they're making a name for themselves. What kind of name? Exactly. Who are they making a name uh, yes. for? Oh. 
and now, a name no, that they're no, not gonna not. want eventually, but right now is is what's it's what's getting them girls, it's what's getting them notoriety out on the streets, it's what's getting them exactly. more something. Now, again, do, do, do you um do you believe in God? Like is, is God in your life? I just have to ask. Uh, I'm gonna put it to you like this. I wouldn't put a title on them, but okay, I believe well, that there is some sort of higher being. Yes. I can't okay. say That's whether it's God okay. or anything of that nature. Yeah. But I do believe that there is some Humans are not capable of doing of, of, of what goes on in the world right now. So there has to be some type of higher being. Yeah. I mean, you're a very strong person because, I mean, for you to be there for that long, I mean, God bless you. Thank what you. you spoke on with the accountability piece is real. Like, oh, a lot yeah. of people, ha- like Sunshine had mentioned earlier about, like, wrongful conviction and actual, mm-hmm. actual conviction, like, actual guilt. Yeah. And, actual like... Our system is built the way that it is on purpose. Like it's built so they can give a little bit of time to the white kid and they can give a whole bunch of time to the black man. Yeah. So when we when we realize that they're able to weaponize the law against us or weaponize weaponize the law against people, like we have to understand the accountability of what we're of the the realm of that like we're interacting with. So you're you're in an arena, you're in the streets, right? You're in a lifestyle that you're gla- that you're glamorizing that you're glorifying you have to understand everything that comes with that glorification everything that comes with that you see the monster that the mindset- comes with x y and z the you know the church life comes with x y and z okay see now let me explain something to you about this the mindset of the kid is and this is this is coming from personal experience the mindset of the kid is that's not going to happen to me I'm smarter right. than this individual. I'm smarter than that mm-hmm. individual. That's oh, this true. dude, mm-hmm. he was stupid for doing it this way. I'm yeah. going to do right. it this way. Yeah, no. you're right, you're right. You're so right. Again, you're right. My, what, I, what our goal is, like you just said, we're trying to take away the power from the system. My question we're is... We're to take away from the power from the system. And again, I'm not just... My thing is, I'm not just trying to focus on the black male. I need the black female, the white male, the Asian male, the female. Right. I mean, I need... Everybody to get on board with what we are trying to do. Absolutely. The human race. The human race, race. Exactly. race yeah. He's exactly. very smart by saying that's a very intelligent yes. statement. Because we too stuck on black, we didn't stuck on the whole world, humans. Exactly. Exactly. With me, I don't I'm I'm, I'm colorblind. I don't see black white. Like, because I know and understand. Don't give me don't don't please don't misunderstand me. I know and understand that you have some racist individuals, and that mm-hmm. goes for black people that's racist, you got white people that's racist. Mm-hmm. I know and understand that. And again, and I'm not saying what you're saying is false in regards to how the system uh, 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 treats blacks versus the whites. Because as you just mentioned, like I mentioned, when I first got locked up, I was 16 years old. I was on Rikers Island with a white kid. He wound up going home like maybe 10 years into his, in, in his bid, while I in turn had to do the whole 24. Do I hate this kid for that? No. Do I hate white people for that? No, I understand the systems. So now again, my, my power, right. the power is still, the power is still lies with us. Because if we take away the power from them to, 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 to be able to just run down on us and rest us for any old given thing, we don't have the prison system flooded with black people. Right. Now, and that's- again, I can't, I would, I would love to be able to open the floodgates and, and release everybody from prison, but let's be realistic here. If nobody's going to prison, how would a correctional office eat? How would sergeants, you know, how, the prison system is a livelihood for a whole bunch of people. So how would it's it be? It's, 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 it's a big a, business. It's a billion-dollar business. 
Kalia had a question for you, um, Joe um, Vaughn. Kalia okay. had a question. Kalisha, ask him your question. I'm just, I'm just looking at the irony of the police car behind you with the palm trees and everything like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said the same thing. <laughs> like, I did too. I said, why the cops are But my first question is, how do the children react when you talk to them with hope? Like when, um, when you tell them that you were actually guilty, because most people have the same story. They were like, I was, I'm, I was locked up. I was innocent. I wonder how it's different when you tell them like, no, I, I, I was locked up for some, a crime that I did commit, but I'm not mad at the system. Okay, for us, again, you know, and speaking to the kids, we, we're being as real as we can possibly be. We're not sugarcoating nothing. Um, a, a lot of the children, a lot of the children are receptive to us because again, we are something that they glorify. Oh, he just came home from doing 24 years from out of prison. Oh, wow. Once I know that the child looked up to me a certain kind of way, I know how to deal with them. So now this, I take this opportunity to be able to sit down and talk with them, like I said, and give them the real, opposed to how it was given to me. Dudes coming home and they glorifying. Yeah, son, this is what you got to do. No. This is not what needs to be done. I give them, I give the children what really happens on the inside. I give them what really happened, like force feeding, not force, that led to me being on the inside. A lot of people, a lot of people that come from prisons, for whatever their reasons, reason is of, they tend to sugarcoat things. You know, my father did prison time, and I used to go see him a lot. I never got to understand what actually goes on back there. Because he's mm -hmm. coming down, Dapper Dan, you know, he's fly as hell. He's calling shots, he's doing this, he's doing that. And my eyes just, <laughs> yeah. that's what the hell I want to do. I need to do this. I need to do the same thing. So knowing how I thought from what I've seen, I'm just giving the kids the reality of it now. Excuse my language, but I tell the kids straight up, you don't want another man looking at your asshole. You got to go on a visit. Guess what? You come off the visit, that man is looking your asshole. Oh, like, this is what you want to see? Do you want to be butt-ass thinking for another man? Do you like being locked in a cage all day? You ask somebody else. You don't want to listen to your parents now. Guess what? You go on in the system. You ain't got no choice. You have no choice in the matter. Wow. And it, I'm not saying that I'm getting through to every child. And this is why I have a conglomerate of people. Because I know every child is not going to be receptive to me. Yeah. I got guys that's on my organization. Excuse my language. I got guys that's on on my organization. That's straight assholes. I know it's a necessity. They need it. Cause excuse my language again. You got some asshole children. They need somebody to relate to. Right. Okay. Well, what was your first vacation? I know your vacation now. So yeah. So that's it. Where, where you at? Dear Joe Vaughn, where you at? Oh. Right now I'm in um I'm in Florida. Yeah, okay. Like <laughs> I'm out here in Florida right now. But what was uh, your first vacation after doing 27 years? What was your uh, first vacation? How long was my it? My first vacation was, I want to say I went to Atlantic City. Wow. Um, you I didn't, I didn't know. I, I, Do you have children? Huh? Do you have children? I have one child. He's He'll be 27 in August. Wait a minute, what? I mm -hmm. have one child that will be 27 years old. So August. when you 
when you got locked up, the girl, the woman was was pregnant, I guess, right? Charlene, they have when you are locked up and you no no are no 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 married, no no. She, she, so, she asked a relevant question. I think somebody's confused okay. about how much time I did. I think I just heard right. somebody say 27 years. I didn't do 27. Yeah. I did 24 years. Oh, okay. I did 24 years in prison. Okay. So you must have met yeah, the woman. Yeah, so I got one child. I got one child and one granddaughter. Wow. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, please. Tell that to her. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think children are beautiful no matter what. They're beautiful. Uh, absolutely. No, no, but um, Jovan, explain, because a lot of people don't understand. Like, we was locked up at 16 that some, not all prisons, but some prisons, when you're legally married, you allow a conjugal or trailer visit to like a family visit. Okay. So you don't. That is that is that is so true, but it's, it's not necessarily. You don't have to no, necessarily it's not be legally married because you got um, family members that can attend. I forget. I, I, I you know I just came home a little over a year, but that part of it I forgot the exact thing. But I know it's mothers and fathers that can go. Yeah. Uh, brothers mm -hmm. and sisters. Oh, yeah. nice. um, and I think I think grandparents um, yeah. and like she just said a legal spouse legal um, <laughs> yeah it has to be a legal yeah you can't oh I think they changed it somewhere while I, while I was on the inside where the um, what they call it what they call it baby mother what the common term common law wife yeah, I believe law, yeah. that yeah. they were allowed no, well, not, not, in not in New York not in New York not in New York no, not in New York. Okay, not in okay. I I I, I, I was I, again I, I I never I never did none of that. But again, no, you know what? We're not even gonna talk about the prison system because some people are gonna get mad, they're gonna start going up north, punching their husbands in the face and stuff like that. <laughs> so we're not even gonna get into what goes on. I am keeping it real. Look, listen, we, we, I am keeping it real. But we're talking about. Oh, that's another episode. That's another episode. That's huh? another episode. No, he froze on purpose that time. Like I said, I am keeping real. We're talking about my life here. I can't. Yeah, I can't. You know. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm gonna have. I'm to just happy that you feel so remorse because I have a cousin that killed man when he was 15. He only spent six years in jail in Georgia. And to this day, he's like 50, I'm 50, he gotta be like 56 years old. He's like, he, he has no, there's no remorse. He said he would do it again. So it's nice to hear somebody say they have some remorse. Cause I was just like, he, is he crazy? Like, that's so weird to me. Who, who says that? I mean, a lot of people, they tend to get remorse when it's something, when, 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 when they child is on the front page. Now yeah. they get to fully understand how somebody else might be feeling again. It wasn't until I got a letter from my victim's sister. See? Mm -hmm. and, wow. and in this letter, she broke down, you know, a lot of things to me. And it got wow. me to reflecting, like, and I, excuse my language, it had me starting to feel like a piece of shit. Like, damn, mm -hmm. I'm one person. I'm one person. I caused this much damage to this child. And, and, and not again, not just to the family, not to just my victim's family, but my family and... Yes. The society, the community as a whole. Yeah, right. I'm I'm part of the reason why kids got to go in the, in the house before the lights go out now. Wow. I'm fucking up kids' lifestyle. I can't let I, because of me, a kid can't be a kid no more. 
because mm-hmm. of what I did. Not just me, but I'm just I'm just saying me and per se because right. I understand right. how I could yeah. I, I, I contributed to what was going on in the community. Right. I hope you plan to I write a book. book. You should write a book. Huh? You should write a book. You know, I thought about that plenty of times. I actually started writing a book at least two, maybe even three times during my prison term. But I just, I just, I, didn't, I never had the time for it, especially now that I'm out, I'm, I'm enjoying life now. Yeah. I'm definitely not going to write a book. And enjoy it. That's right. Yeah, That's right. I mean, Let me ask you a question, though, Ron. So, Ron, um, what would you say to people that are still incarcerated? Or how can, can you explain to them some of the people that doesn't understand like there's a whole community behind me like with how you guys communicate with your family members, how family members communicate with you, how y'all rely on letters and phone calls because people don't understand that they really, did you guys need that to get through your day sometimes? Like that's y'all escape. Cause some people just be like, oh, they in prison, whatever. And I'm gonna keep moving. But if you really love your family member, that's, you know, explain to them how important letters or phone calls was you when you were up there. All right. I'm going to say this, right? And this is a true fact. People in prison are not dead. It's so mm-hmm. sad that some people that's buried six feet deep get more attention and visits than a lot of people in the prison system. Damn. That's a lot of people in the prison system are forgotten about. Some of the individuals, I can't, I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it, I understand it. Why I say I understand it? Because of what their lifestyle was like when they was in the streets. But once you get to a point and you've grown, it's on you now to show your growth through letters. As Pamela was just saying, these letters, these phone calls, these visits, they make any prisoner's day, any prisoner's. You would love for the, for the officer to stop at your cell during mail run and ask you what's your last name and what's your DIN number. I took pride in sitting there saying Banks 96 just to get mail. I hated jail mail. What jail mail is, mail that's interdepartmental. Something from the clinic, something from a counselor. Nobody wants that. I don't care about that. I want right. to get a letter from somebody so that way I know I'm thought about on the outside. I want somebody mm. to be able to take the time out to come and visit me. I want somebody to be able to just accept my phone calls and hear my cry. Whether they're literal tears or figurative tears, however mm. it may be. I just, need to, I just need to be able to stay connected to the outside. For me, for me doing my 24 years, that's what made it so easy for me to, to um, get back into the swings of things of being back out in the free, out in society. As I said, I came home October 28th. By November 10th, 11th, somewhere around there, I landed two jobs. That's because I was able mm. to stay connected to people on the outside. Great. Mm. That's amazing. January, wow. I was able to go buy purchase a brand new car. That's awesome. Go ahead, Jovan. That's what I'm talking about. I'm right. so proud of you. That's, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. Like I said, and since I've been home, I'm just continuing to make the right connections. You know, as it stands right now, like I said, and, and speaking about the organization, 
I got a lot of field. I got a lot of. I got a lot of my organization members that's making connections with assemblymen, um, okay. judges. Like we're making all the right connections, all for the right reasons. Now we're not out here now looking for the plug. Right. Yo, let's see who can get some Can I ask you a question? Jolene yeah. has a question for you. Go, Jolene. Did you start like? acting different when you was on the inside or did you start the day one when you came out you started acting different like because a lot of people think they're going to come home and act different but they're not acting any different in there so i was just curious if you started like you know living like living in the in a i don't want to say in a righteous way because it has like a faith-based connotation but if you started living right in there or when you came home okay let me first say this to you right anybody that's in prison that's, you know, living a negative lifestyle and that's what you're accustomed to, once you get out to the free world, that's what you're going to continue to do. <clears throat> For me, <laughs> I started off living negative while on the inside. <clears throat> and again, I got tired of blaming other people for my fuck-ups. I got tired of it. Oh, why does he always fuck with me? I didn't, it, it, it took me a while to realize I'm giving them a reason to fuck with me. Why right. am I giving them a reason to fuck with me? Because I'm running around doing everything that I shouldn't be doing. So I had to sit back and rethink things. Why am I being harassed? Why are they on my back? Okay, you, you know what? At this point, now let me start changing the people I'm hanging with. Let me start changing the things that I'm doing. So once I was able to do that, I started moving differently. I started doing things completely differently. So again, this is what allowed me to come home and be the man that I am now. Right. I left home a boy. That's right. I That's came right. home a man. Well, okay. I asked you that because, because it it's like it's real obvious how it carries over because like that's my that's my husband always talks about inside. Like I always tell guys, you got to start it here because when you get out on the streets, you're not going to have like there's even more temptation out there. So if you don't have the the wherewithal to to live right in here, you definitely not going to have it out there. So I was just curious. That's why I was curious. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. See, a lot of people, a lot of people feel, oh, I'm only doing this because I'm in prison. No, you're not doing it only because you're in prison. This is your lifestyle. This is what you know. If you're not going to train your brain while you're on the inside, yes. you're going to live the same way you did before you went in. Before you went in, you was living a certain kind of way. While you was in, you was living a certain kind of way. Guess what? You're gonna hit the street, and and this is what and this is the sad thing about prison. People go to prison, and we feel like, damn, if I'd have just went left instead of going right, I'd have been okay. So now you got you still you still got this criminal mentality. Now instead of you uh, 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 using your intellect for what you're supposed to be using it for, you try to use it for more criminal. You start doing more criminal thinking. Damn. Okay, I know next time I'm not gonna go left. I'm gonna go right this time. You're not understand. We 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 be feeling to realize that whatever direction you go, they got something for it. Whatever direction that you decide to go, when it comes to living a criminal lifestyle, they got something for it. So the best bet is, you know what? Let me leave this criminal activity alone all the way. All exactly. the way. Do you know how prideful I am? Sometimes. I do things for the police to pull me over just so I can show them my ID and everything just so they can run my name and see, ah, oh, this kid ain't about nothing. He ain't doing nothing. I love that now. I love that. 
opposed to back then. I didn't want to have no type of contact with the police. What? Out of here. Fuck this. I take pride in being who I am now. I don't have to hide from nobody. I'm not running from nobody. Why? Because I know what I'm doing is legit. I, right now, I'm on parole. My parole officer come knock on my door any given Sunday. Hey, 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 what's going on? How you doing? Come on in, sure. Not a problem. Back then, criminal Vaughn, I'd have thought of all type of excuses. Shut up. I'd have, I'd have cheated my parole officer like they were Jehovah's Witness. You know what happened with Jehovah's Witness? Not going to do it, right? Nobody home on the <laughs> oh Now God. I ain't got nothing to hide. Because I know all my ducks is in order. Oh, you want pay stubs? Got you. Not a problem. You want to you search my house? Sure, not a problem. I'm going to go ahead and go down to the store. I have no problem. I don't. Have, there's nothing for me to hide from no more. Nothing to hide from. And again, I, you know, all of that started on the inside. And again, it wasn't an easy... It wasn't, it wasn't no overnight thing. I went in for some years. Right, because the temptation I, I is still... The temptation in there is still full-blown. Like, everything that exists out here still exists on there, even if it's in a small scale. Absolutely. And this is the thing, though. The small scale in there is major. That's right. Everybody, you know, I'm not going to say everybody, but you still got guys in there that's still trying to, how did, how did y'all put it earlier? Make a name for themselves. Make a mm -hmm. reputation. They're not realizing, bro, you're a little too old for that. Well, sit down now. Was there anybody, I know we uh, in and out, uh, running out of time, but I wanna know if, if there was anybody inside of prison that was instrumental in your transformation, like. Good question. There, with like another um, there were quite a few people. There were there were there were a, a quite a few people, and, and, and believe it or not, on both sides. When I say both sides, I mean people in green, people in blue, and some of the civilian staff. Just sitting back and watching certain individuals how they move and how they do things, it inspired me to want to change. Right, that's great. Oh my God. Okay, guys, we got to wrap up the show. Jovan, I thank you for jumping on and enjoy, and I continue to enjoy your vacation. We will definitely have you back on the show because I have a lot more questions I want to ask and some more people want to ask. My girls, Kalia, KP2 Rice, Sunshine Smith, Jolie, I want to thank you all for being a part of Women of the War for this month. We're going to come back with some more, some more great information again if you want to be a part of the way if you want to be a guest on the women of the war or you want to write for the magazine you can call me at 646-249-0911 or you can email me at info at the war magazine.org or um you can hit us up at 2020 the at gmail.com also guys remember the magazine is here it's out i don't even know how to do this but it's out and it's here, and we're working on our <laughs> summer edition. So if you want to be a part of that, and Jovan, I want you to write an article. I got an interview for the mag. So if you want to be a part of the magazine or be a contributing author, again, you can hit me at 646-249-0911 or email us or go to the website, which is thewallmagazine.org. 
everyone. I want to thank you all again for my birthday shout outs and being a part of the show. Happy birthday. Thank Happy you. Thank birthday. you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, somebody. Oh, I'm 53 today. Yes, I'm really 53. Yes. Oh, <laughs> she barely looks legal to buy alcohol, so I don't know. Hey, so, guys, you guys have an amazing month coming up. Jovan, thank you for taking the time out again for being with us on our show today. And you gave some positive information. Yes. Please tell the people how they can get in contact really quick about your um, with your organization. Um, well, they could they could contact me directly. Um, I'm gonna spit my number out 631-620-9147. Um, our motto, our motto at Advocate the Hope is your children are our children too. So again, it doesn't matter whether they're black, white, Chinese, Hispanic, whatever it is, we got somebody for everybody. Your children are our children as well. Okay, thank you. So guys, I want to say this was a great show. KP two rights, you my my right, my right hand girl. Yes, yes. <laughs> so guys, we're gonna see you back next month. But again, you guys stay healthy, stay blessed, stay strong. Please remember that whew, we living in the crazy times now. So <laughs> don't nice run from the police. Yeah. Please put your hands up. Don't run hey. from them. Put hey, your they trying to get us. Oh my God. But oh God, thanks, Jolene, again for being on the show. Um, all of the information, we're gonna try to start getting y'all information about certain legislations that's coming out so we can sign certain petitions to try to get our men home, different programs for them, because we really, as a people, as a community, we need to band together. It's gonna only change when we change the system with mm -hmm. the voting rights, signing petitions, going out to yeah. Washington, going to these rallies, it's election time. You only see people when it's election time. Right now in New York, the borough president, everybody, now they done saw me at a rally for a kid that was killed. I got 20 messages from different people that's want, that, that want to talk to me now because they borough presidents, they want to hear mm. my views now. But when, when you get in office, let's see what you're going to do with that. So right. we got to be positive, mm. you know, keep our, keep our youth, oh God, we got to keep our brown men covered. We need to pray for them. And, and if anybody else got anything to say before we go off, Jolene, they may take care. Have a blessed week. Have a blessed week. All right. Thank you. All. Thank you, Devon. Devon, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your vacation. Mark, you can take us yeah. out with the war anthem. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> She did her thing on this song. Honestly, I got to get back to my vacation. I know. He was on vacation. <laughs> well, that was a good show, guys. Thank you so much for coming out. I'm going to hit you all up.